All right, before I start the show, I want to tell you about our sponsor, MetPro. Last spring, you might remember that I did an episode with MetPro's founder, Angelo Poli, about how his company has helped thousands of people understand their bodies better through metabolism tracking. Well, MetPro just launched a brand new tool that lets you see the same science and tailored strategy that their experts use. So you can start tracking, analyzing, and learning what your metabolism responds to best. Now, my listeners get up to one month for free when you sign up, so head to metpro.co slash getfitguy to learn more. Welcome to the Get Fit Guy's quick and dirty tips to slim down and shape up. My name is Ben Greenfield, and I'm the Get Fit Guy. In the last episode, which I'll link to in the show notes over at quickanddirtytips.com, you learned about five big mistakes that people make when they're stretching, including stretching knotted muscles, stretching with poor posture, stretching yourself into a muscular imbalance, stretching in a stressed out way, and stretching through pain. Today, we're going to jump right into the last five stretching mistakes. So let's take a few deep breaths, limber up with a few arm swings and leg swings, and jump right in. Mistake number six is stretching before strength. It's no secret that the more limber a muscle is, the weaker it becomes. Just think about a rubber band. A long, stretchy rubber band is far less strong than a tight, springy rubber band. Now, a recent study on runners found that runners were on average 13 seconds slower when they performed stretching, specifically a static hold and stretch, immediately prior to a one-mile uphill run. So much for those toe touches before you go tackle the hill repeats. In fact, multiple research studies have shown that static stretching can inhibit the amount of force that a muscle can produce and limit physical performance in just about any jumping, running, or lifting activity you might be doing after that stretch session. And if you say you're just doing stretching before your workout so you don't get injured, then you should also know that further data has shown that static stretching doesn't even reduce your risk of injury, which is one of the primary reasons that you may have been led to believe you should do stretching before exercise. Now, I'm going to put links to all of these studies in the show notes at quickanddirtytips.com, but the New York Times recently had an interesting article on two new studies that continue to prove the detrimental effects of static stretching before a workout. The first study showed strength impairments in people who performed static stretching before lifting compared to those who performed the type of dynamic warm-ups you'll learn about in just a little bit. And the second study looked at a total of 104 previous studies on stretching and athletic performance and found that in almost every study, regardless of age, sex, or fitness level, static stretching before a workout decreased performance. This all comes down to the fact that making muscles all loose and making tendons too stretchy prior to exercise makes all of the soft tissue components less able to produce quick and powerful contractions. So if you're about to lift weights, run fast, or do anything that requires power and explosiveness, don't do traditional stretch and hold style stretching. Instead, do dynamic stretches like jumps and swings and marches and lunges and skips and bounds. I'll put a link in the show notes to the perfect dynamic stretch routine that I wrote a few episodes ago. You'll be able to grab it over at quickanddirtytips.com. Stretching mistake number seven is stretching without stiffness. Now, even if you're stretching the right way, you still need to make a muscle stiff. I know, I know. Doesn't a stiff muscle result in a muscle that is more prone to injury is probably what you're thinking. And this all comes down to a case of semantics. And here's what I mean. 
When you're rolling out of bed with a stiff back that doesn't move very well, it can be a quick path to injury if you decide you want to go right out into the backyard and move heavy rocks before your back is warmed up and has some blood flow to it. But the same doesn't necessarily hold true for some of the other soft tissue or tendons in your body. Take the Achilles tendon in the back of your legs below your calves, for example. That tendon needs to be tight and springy in order for you to run fast or jump high. And the fastest sprinters and highest jumpers in the world have been shown to have more tendon stiffness in their Achilles tendon, and also their hamstrings, their quadriceps, and their other big leg muscles. So, how do you make a muscle stiff in that way? The answer is something called plyometrics. In my episode, How to Run Faster, which I'll link to in the show notes, I teach you all about plyometrics, which include some of the similar exercises you'd use for a dynamic warm-up, like jumping, hopping, skipping, and bounding. If all you do is stretch without doing these other type of explosive motions, you're never going to get that ideal athletic balance of stretching and stiffness. I want to tell you about today's sponsor, the FitTrack Dara Smart Scale. FitTrack gives you in-depth insights on your fitness progress to help you reach your goals. The Dara Smart Scale measures 17 health metrics, including BMI, hydration, muscle mass, and a whole lot more, and it syncs with the free FitTrack app. So all your health insights are available, well, wherever you are. And the scale takes up to eight different users, which is something I really like about FitTrack because, well, I don't live alone and it's really nice to have those insights available to everybody in the house. Now, I like to track my muscle mass, but my partner has an eye on her hydration levels. So whatever you want to focus on, FitTrack can help you do it. So stop measuring just your weight and start measuring your health with FitTrack. Go to getfittrack.com slash fit to take 50% off your order. Plus, for a limited time, you'll also save an additional 10%. If you go to G-E-T-F-I-T-T-R-A-C-K, that's getfittrack.com slash fit, and you will save 50% plus an additional 10% off your order. So don't miss out on this amazing limited time offer and go to getfittrack.com slash fit. Now, stretching mistake number eight is stretching your back. The one single body group that simply tends to get stretched too often is your back. Whether it's reaching for your toes, doing back bridges, or bending side to side, the fact is that you actually don't need to stretch your back quite as much as you'd think. This is because back pain, or an immobile back, is not necessarily due to poor flexibility in your back muscles. It's due to poor flexibility or poor mobility in your pelvis and your hip muscles, which limits the range of motion of your hips and makes your back have to overwork. And that's what results in back pain and back injury. So how the heck do you increase mobility in your hips? Well, some of the best moves involve lunging, squatting, stepping side to side, and doing hip opener exercises. I'll put a couple videos in the show notes to a few of my favorites like clamshells and bird dogs. Don't you love those names? And that foundation book that I mentioned in part one of this series is also really good for teaching you how to have proper pelvic alignment, which saves your back. I'll put a link to that book in the show notes as well. Mistake number nine is not stretching your feet. Now, in part one of this series, I mentioned that I keep a golf ball under my desk to roll out any knots in my feet. 
I also frequently reach down and stretch each of my toes individually, stand with my feet pressed against the wall in a calf and foot stretch, stand on one leg when I'm doing exercises like an overhead press, and do lots of ankle circles while I'm doing things like brushing my teeth. All of these activities keep my feet nice and stretchy, which is crucial for the health and mobility of my knees, my hips, my back, and even my shoulders. So no matter how much you stretch or how good your stretch program is, be sure not to neglect your feet. And for crying out loud, be careful with things like high heels, cowboy boots, and tight-fitting shoes, all of which can vastly reduce the flexibility and the mobility of your feet, which affect the rest of your body dramatically. Now, mistake number 10 is stretching too simple. Because your muscles eventually adapt to the demands that you place on them, you need to constantly change your workout and fitness routine if you want to become more fit. And stretching is no different. You should always be moving your body in different ways and learning new stretches or new mobility moves that you can do. Some of my favorite resources for learning new stretches include the book, Becoming a Supple Leopard, and yes, that really is the title, (laughs) visiting yoga classes at gyms and trying to make sure it's not the same teacher every time, buying different yoga or Tai Chi DVDs off of Amazon, and even trying a variety of phone apps that teach new yoga or mobility moves like mind-body yoga or yoga amazing or office yoga. There's all sorts of new stretch moves that go way above and beyond just touching your toes, and this will keep both your body and your mind guessing. Well, congratulations. If you listen to both these stretching episodes, you now know everything you need to know about common stretching mistakes. Now, if you have more questions about stretching or the stretching mistakes that you've learned about, then head over to facebook.com slash getfitguy and leave your thoughts over there. And until next time, this is Ben Greenfield, the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. Go get fit.